and welcome to another episode of Mid Mitten Gaming. I'm your host Jacob. Unfortunately, our host Jeff is predisposed at the moment in another country, but I am being joined uh, by another good buddy of ours, Taylor Dietz. Taylor, go ahead and uh, say hi. Hi, how you doing? Uh, he has wonderfully and graciously uh, offered to be part two in my series. I'm calling of uh, my three-part series. I'm calling Bushido. Question, question, question. Uh, basically, this three-part series is. Just for new players or even old players to be able to listen to a new player's perspective. Uh, anyone that I've been interviewing, they have either been ran through the game by me or introduced to it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and they, uh, you know, have a couple games under their belt, but they're still learning. But basically, uh, I just am doing this so that one, I can get better at kind of getting to the mind of the new players. Uh, as they're going into the game, as I'm giving demos to new people, that I can just kind of have a better understanding. And also, too, so that you, the listener, if you're interested in Bushido, it might answer some questions for you. It might alleviate some concerns. Or if you're a longtime player, it um you know might refresh some things for you as well. So before we get into any of that, uh, first, Dietz, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about your wargaming history? Ah... Uh... Long tail. <laughs> uh, I've been doing wargaming since I was in middle school. So maybe 2003, 2004, or 5. Oh, I can't remember. I started with a game called Lord of the Rings from uh, Games Workshop. Uh, old Metagondor for that. They had a, a Return of the King box set. Went from that, got into uh, Warhammer 40k. From there, I got into Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, may it rest in peace. What'd you play uh, in Fantasy? In Fantasy, uh, started with Petronia. Uh, went to Empire. Uh, kind of had a half-built goblin horde army, which I was going to make fun thematically, but then I didn't finish that. And then ended up with a good bit of undead at the end. Um... Like and vampire 40... counts or something. Yep, with vampire counts, and uh, right before uh, that was with the end times and everything, and we had a good bit of fun with that, and then it died. So, uh, haven't done much with it since. Disclaimer, trigger warning. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dang it. Games Workshop. Uh, I mean, so they have Age of Sigmar now, but I haven't really uh, uh, done much of it. I liked more of the. Uh, wheeling and the medieval tactic and whatnot from that and then uh 40k was started with tau and went to imperial guard uh definitely have a a horde streak going <laughs> uh let's see here from there a buddy of mine got me into war machine and uh, played a lot of kidor and uh signar uh after college a lot of bolt action uh, another fun game uh, you guys got me into that's a good bit of fun is uh, free blades uh, which is a small scale skirmisher game and then now bushudu which uh, i'm sure there's something else in there somewhere but <laughs> right i feel like well infinity you enjoyed but i don't know if you've started anything with that yeah but that that's uh I'm uh, I'm uh, getting married next year, and uh, I uh, I bought the Bushido stuff, and I've kind of put a hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On everything. 
Oh, almost forgot. Wild West Exodus. I picked up some stuff for that. I've got the uh, Enlightened an enlightened Posse for that. So think like Steampunk uh, Wild West, and I've got a bunch of half-robot, half-Confederate uh, people. Yeah, definitely. That's I've enjoyed Wild West. It's a good kind of casual game. It doesn't have as many rules as some of the other ones, but it's still pretty in-depth for what it is. Yeah, it's a fun game. Definitely. Well, awesome. Um, so, also, uh, let's go ahead and go over some hobby progress before we kind of get into the meat of the episode. Uh, for me personally, I am still working on terrain for uh, my Bushido boards. Uh, I'm working on two separate boards. So far, I'm trying to figure out how to get a good straw going on one of the Minka houses from TT Combat. They're like a kind of Japanese temple-looking uh, oriental from their empire uh, I think it's Empire something um, collection. But I painted the roof uh, red, and unfortunately I ended up making it look like a Pizza Hut. Um, so I was like, well, all right. And for those of you who don't know, maybe across the pond, Pizza Hut is just what it sounds like. It's Pete's restaurant, and it looks kind of like a hut, but with red roof. Uh, Google it, but... Yeah, so it's definitely going okay, but I switched gears and working on some other stuff, uh, some palm tree or um, some uh, kind of like bamboo shoots and stuff like that. So, how about yourself, Deeds? What have you been up to hobby-wise lately? Uh, a bit of a dyslexic, uh, a dyslexic, eclectic, sorry, uh, mix of things. Uh, I've got. A number of projects that I've kind of ended up in analysis paralysis on. <laughs> I've got a uh, bolt a or uh, not a bolt. Uh, oh, what is it? Black powder is another game. game next game, I've got a bunch of Prussians that are kind of half finished. <laughs> Wild West uh, that Posse is put together needs to be painted. I've got my Free Blades, Candoran uh, army, which is an undead army. Go figure. Uh, that is primed and half painted and now I've got the Bushido guys that are kind of half assembled so I got a mixture of analysis paralysis and too many projects at once going on but I, I guess that's uh, I should kind of pick one to go with it <laughs> yeah for me it's always what I'm playing next so it's usually free blades or Bushido right now because that's the main games I get to play so um, what um, speaking of which with uh, Yuri you got just kind of to skip ahead a little bit how's the assembly going on those as far as like are, is it pretty simple or they got a little fiddly bits or i mean as much as anything they're not too bad i mean uh, as far as models go for what i put together they're they're good models they're nice and uh, not a lot of you know some games workshop uh, molds you get a lot of extra pewter and stuff like that not not too much of an issue with that and that models are nice that's good yeah i was just curious because the last couple sets, especially the starters, they do really good at... Some of them are just like glue it to the base, bam, done. Uh, the most complicated one I've put together so far has been Dissension, but it wasn't hard compared to you know some things I've had. Uh, <coughs> War Machine kind of models. Uh, <laughs> some of those. Uh, yep, yep, you got old pewter War Machine Warjacks. Yeah, it's uh, uh, how much glue and PVA uh, glue and super glue can you put together and then uh, you could bludgeon someone with them i forget what <laughs> models they were but in war machine there was this group of like uh sister models that were like allies that were notorious for being hard to put together and they were very hard to put together for my um kador 
Man, I can't Sister. They were like this. I don't know. I know that my Doom Reavers were a little bit of a pain in the butt to put together, but they weren't as bad. Yeah, their swords break off. You end up with a bunch of guys with little... I'm going to beat you with my with my rod. Right. Which, you know, works for Doom Reavers because they're crazy barbarians, but... Yeah, they'll, they'll kill you anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, awesome. So we're going to go ahead and get into it here. Uh, so I'm going to ask Deeds a series of questions here. Uh, I'm going to be asking these to everyone uh, these uh, next couple episodes. And um, basically they're just going to hopefully give you a broad scope of some questions that you might have or just some general kind of information on um, how they kind of got in the game. So uh, go ahead and start off here. What um, interested you about Bushido at first glance, Deeds? Uh First thing I saw of it was a nice display board. I think it, it's you built that two by two uh, display board, right? Yeah, I built one. Um, it's kind of got a road through the middle with the um, the uh, Tory gates. Yeah, yeah. That we we had our uh, anybody that knows what Adepticon is. It it's been Adepta Adepta no the last Adepticant, couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Adepticon. So we we uh, kind of had uh, our own Adepticon. Uh, some of the uh, mid-Michigan guys, and so uh, you had that set up uh, for that with uh, models and everything on it. It looked really cool, uh, and then the, uh, the models looked nice, and then I think I watched either you or you and Jeff or somebody else uh, play in just a small game with very strategic in how everything moves and whatnot. Uh, so just from the get-go, it's pretty nice. It looks nice. It plays nice, and uh, uh, models are cool too, man. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Uh, as far as factions go, as you started looking into things, what faction interests you the most? Well, a couple of them. Uh, I ended up picking the Cult of Yuri. Uh, I, I kind of have a bent of undead. Uh, I've played a number of undead factions in games. I've, I mean. Uh, the un vampire counts and fantasy. You get your uh, did a little bit of cricks in uh, in a, uh, War Machine. Candorans. Uh, oh, the chickens! Uh, in... <laughs> yeah, evil chickens. But Candorans uh, <laughs> uh, for free blades, and then here. I don't know. It's something about the undead, the shambling hordes. I like, but uh, I've done vampires. I've done zombies. I ended up picking up the uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Nightmares of Jingoku uh, bundle, uh, which has all the ghosts and whatnot for Cult of Yuri, and that really kind of drew me. Uh, it's kind of like you've got these uh, children that have uh, certain cardinal sin attached to them. They summon this ghost. Uh, this is a cool theme, kind of the way uh, everything synergizes off each other. Uh, the models I like quite a bit across the faction, and uh, these ones in particular is kind of a unique way. Um, let me pull this up. No, it's also it's hard to find a, a bad faction. I know the what is it, the uh, sumo wrestlers with uh, the Silverman Syndicate are pretty dang cool. Yeah, the Buto they are. I I have them, and they're one of the main reasons I got into Silvermoon, just because they just they're fun models to paint. And you get to push people around. <laughs> yeah, you get to throw them around. That's even better. Yeah. Oh man. With no, uh, Derek. Sorry, there. Uh, with uh, Colt. Yeah, I was I was looking at whatever the newest starter set is with the the witches, and uh, 
the witch sculpts they're really good i'm not so much my play style there or maybe maybe in the future but the skeletons with them are really cool like uh, i forget their actual model name but um just the uh, the sculpts themselves like with the kind of smoke coming off of them it, it's just really a really unique sculpt for any kind of skeleton model oh yeah yeah those are nice too they uh <clears throat> i think when i picked up my stuff that was still a pre-order for that yeah it just came out it is the let me look here just so i can say it correctly because it just literally um, yeah because you have the ghost with all the uh the smoke kind of apparition around them so it's only the top half of the skeleton oh well, no i guess they've got legs in there but uh cool with the samurai and uh kind of infantry armor and whatnot i think the uh, theme list for these guys is like a where we three meet so it's got the three witches with all the ghosts and whatnot utah and, you're right yep that's what it is yeah wonderful models on there yeah they're sometimes they're a little creepy for my taste but they're, they're still <laughs> cool but i'm just like Ugh, i don't know if i want to hey, make that with the head and it's the cold skeleton. out they're cold you're cold let them on in they'll they'll, uh, they'll hug you. Uh, oh you you might get a little colder as they hug you but <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh, so Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, man. Uh, I think the the Savage Wave I like quite a bit too, between the goblins and the uh, I think it's the Oni. Yeah, it's Oni and Bakimono, which I, um, I don't know much of the lore there as far as the Japanese lore or Oriental lore there, but I believe it's kind of similar to a goblin, just kind of like a mischievous type, not like a yokai, but something similar. Yeah. But yeah, they're yeah, cool. So I, I... I was looking at the eldest brother model because um, he's an Onishi, I believe it's pronounced. But um, I like the Oni models a lot. I don't think I want to play that just because I have the Buto kind of a similar. I mean, I guess they're pretty different actually with the fear and then the Oni rage and stuff. But uh, the Oni models are really cool to me. I just kind of want to paint them. I'm just like, man, I just want to paint these. There's actually a Oni model in Cult of Yuri. Uh, he, what is he? He comes in the uh, Death and Decay box. He's like an undead Oni. The guy's. Is he? Let me look at that. I didn't oh, yeah, that. he's pretty scary, and the stats on him are pretty. Araka? Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, if you don't like creepy things, I, I wouldn't take a look at him because he's kind of gnarly. But uh, kind of cool at the same time. Oh, I didn't know he was an Oni. Look. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, uh, he is. He's a well, Karai and an Oni. That's pretty sweet. He is the latest slave of Yuri, having been raised by Kato, the puppet master. Now takes on any opponent of the cult. So he's actually a a um, captured Oni, which... Yeah, he's definitely battle-worn zombie-like. But That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. He's a beefy boy too, man. Oh, good heavens! Golly, yeah, he has a. Yeah, that's funny. So his weapons are these corpses that he carries around, and he uses them like clubs, which is on the sculpt. I thought it was just a sweet sculpt that he's just dragging these bodies, but apparently, ah, that makes him even cooler. Yeah, apparently he uses them as. Uh, but he has a, yeah a lot of the oni abilities too. It looks like um, 
He has Oni Rage, which is this model um, may not use it while controlled, but um, when this model uses Oni Rage, it loses slow and soulless, gains plus one melee pool, unblockable strike, and becomes Berserk. Also in the end phase, opponents place a control marker on this model, so he like basically loses it and becomes confused. But Oni themselves start at... It looks like he only starts at two melee dice pool, but he'll get boosted to a three, which I thought most Oni have four, but that might be with Samurai and training and stuff. This is probably more like... Uh, well, the uh, zombies in general, but the game mechanic, because uh, I'm, I'm still pretty new myself, so I'm kind of looking into the, the nightmare uh, units. But uh, the zombies are, their whole thing is that they're slow and they're not very powerful on their own, but there's a lot of sharing of pools and stuff like that. And you can do stuff like you can do damage to yourself and then give. Uh, have uh, what is it? Have pool of uh, key and whatnot dragged off you and uh, onto somebody else's. Most of the uh, uh, cult models aren't exactly the toughest on their own, or I guess tough, yes, but like uh, output D, uh, DPS isn't that high. Gotcha. Okay, so there's ways to boost it, but yeah, it looks like mm, some of the other Onis I'm looking at are base of three, so they go four with Rage, like Rakasha here, and Arashka, and I think Boba here, which is just in Savage Wave. Well, sweet, though. Yeah, that's cool. The One thing that I like, and I find out more and more about this game, is how the models intertwine. So, just for instance, in Sa um, Silver Moon, um, there's a way that you can take the uh, Gorilla Ronin profile, which is usually a temple model, uh, with a little, a little girl model. That I think it's Akami or Akaya. But um, she let you if you take certain models in um, with Animal Trainer in Silver Moon, you can take the Gorilla. And I just like the Gorilla model, so I picked it up and use it for my Silver Moon. But that there's a lot of interesting kind of correlating stuff that goes together and kind of connects faction to faction like that. So it's kind of fun to find out, like, that guy's an Oni and stuff. That's cool. Um, all right, so next to our, on to our next question here. So how did you feel going into your first game slash demo? So as uh, the person was going over the rules or explaining things, uh, what kind of things, uh, I guess, what was your general feeling? Were, feeling? Were you confused? Were you excited? A little bit of both? A bit of both. Uh it was a cool, uh, cool to get to play, and uh, it's exciting because I mean I hadn't gotten to play in a long time when we when we did that. Any war gaming in general, but it's also uh, the kind of complexity of the game is a little similar to when you pick up War Machine. You're like, oh man, this is cool, and also, oh crap, I am in deep trouble at the same time as <laughs> <laughs> I'm pouring over rules, and uh, I picked a. Yeah, let me pick a couple factions. I think I ended up running uh, the Ito clan, which isn't super hard, but it's kind of, from what I know, it's a little more finesse, and so I kind of got handily whooped. <laughs> Learned a good bit, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a cool thing and kind of the hard thing uh, for a game like this. When you're brand new, there's a lot of head scratching, but as you look into it, it's uh, very rewarding once you figure out what the heck you're doing <laughs> yeah for sure yeah one thing too so i built that eda list for him and i was still learning the game as well 
And I just kind of threw models that I thought looked great in there. So I put Satoshi in there and um, Ito Itsunagi, which both amazing models, both can work together okay. But unfortunately to new players, Ito Itsunagi especially, he is a glass cannon and he is a little bit hard to use. And you want to take him up there with his big, you know, buff two-sorted guy and go up there and start wrecking things. And uh, he's not really, he's more or less, like Deed said, finesse. Uh, you kind of want to choose your battles with him very carefully though he he can hold his own it's just usually he's not as armored as you expect <laughs> he got beat up by a monk yeah <laughs> that happens a lot stinking monks with their freaking counting ones adds up little cheaters they're paying paying the fates all right um so after your first game what stood out the most or excited you the most about the game so uh, what mechanics or uh, it could be aesthetics, anything like that. Well, uh, I think the models that we used, I know uh, the other guys' models, the, the monk models were painted up, and I think uh, your models were at least somewhat. They look cool on the table. Uh, they only play by, it, it's a, what, it's a two-by-two two, uh, map, uh, mm -hmm. tabletop. And so you can't really run away. So it's, it's cool because you're right there in the thick of it, and then the game is objective-based, which is always nice. It's much better to do that, much more uh, room for strategy and whatnot than a straight-up kill. And also, kind of, well, at the same time, I was well underwater, <laughs> uh, kind of seeing that, well, this is kind of, this is more complex. So it's, it's not like it's overly complex, but it's like War Machine, where you can play with stuff. You can make synergies, and you can... Do stuff like that, kind of like there's uh, there's event cards and theme cards and stuff like that you can use to your advantage. Uh, stuff like that in games, you could have two really similar armies and have a completely different way you use them, uh, which which is a cool thing. It, it means that you, I mean, there's going to be a general strategy of how you're going to use something, uh, like in any game. But you kind of, well, what's my goal? Uh, I'm good at doing this, but the objective's this, and they have these models, and now I I have all these tools at my trade to to play around with. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing. As I dig into the game more, I enjoy because I found that I could play Cult of Yuri as well if I really liked it. But if I play one of the different themes or kind of like stray away, the strategy. I mean, for the most part, the abilities kind of stay the same. So if I'm playing an Oni or Oni list, I have, you know, that kind of blanket Oni range or something. But the uh, the themes themselves vary in playstyle so much. And that's what's it's kind of nice because even though I'm playing a faction, you know, it doesn't mean my buddy can't play it too and have a completely different experience, something that matches his playstyle more, you know, and both enjoy that faction and models. But... Um, I like that. And then, you you know, you kind of keep alluding back to War Machine. One thing I like about the game a lot is um, the cards. I Sometimes it's kind of hard having another element that you have to bring with you to play. But having their life points and their stats, like, always written down in front of you, that's something I really enjoy about the game. Because um, some other games I've played where you have to download it or you don't always have it. Or, for instance, you have a codex. That's <laughs> It's a little more annoying to, like, reference, oh, page... 102 is where my stats are and then hold on i gotta go to my you know event phase stuff here you know no none of that you've got all the cards in front of you you buy you know like when you get the starter you get all the decks for that 
uh, all the cards for that starter at least with a basic theme and stuff like that and then eventually you just buy your faction deck and you've got everything you pretty much need item cards and otherwise i mean there's a few extras but it's it's really nice and all the cards are available online for free if you do you know you can print them out and just cut them out which i've had to do with some models i got off of um, noble knight just because they're they were first edition and they didn't have the right uh, card type you know they have a 2.0 now and it has a different card setup or different rice costs and stuff like that so i've had to kind of update those but uh but yeah definitely um definitely good points there deets um What's something that you struggled with after your first game, a, a concept or a rule? You know, basically what I'm getting at with this question is I want to, you know, better understand something that I could help someone else avoid in the future, you know, a struggle or something like that. Uh, one thing that, I mean, I, I'm, I need, still need to get more games under my belt on this, but trying to understand uh, getting the key system down uh, kind of learning what you're doing with your events and stuff, uh, if you have any or your themes when you're first playing, and also the excuse me, sorry. Uh, uh, this is where we kind of harken back to old risk. You have your defense dice instead of risk, where you've got this guy's attacking you with attack dice and you got defense dice. You can pick. Oh, excuse me, sorry. That's what happens when I drink drink a beer while I'm trying to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, kind of managing, uh, well, do I attack here? Do I defend here? Uh, like playing against the monks in the first game, I think they, they have some kind of rule where they can put dice into defense, and if uh, you don't put anything into offense, they can turn that into offense or something like that. I had a couple times where I'm like, well, I'm defending, you shouldn't be able to get me, and then he beat me in the face, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, that's a special ability, and I want to say it's called combat defense, but basically, um, I may be butchering the special attack word there, but yeah, basically, uh, if you roll a certain amount of defense dice and you beat them by something, you get a success level back as an attack or something like that, and... Um, it's yeah it can be frustrating monks have a lot of abilities like that though especially with their their kata which is when they roll ones normally in the game you take away ones from any results and you just throw them to the side unless you re-roll them but in with monks they get to keep them so it just kind of breaks the status quo in addition to all the other funky stuff they get so i mean it's, it's cool the whole uh, attack and defense thing is uh, pretty unique uh, for the game, and it, it is really cool. It's just when you're first playing, you're like, uh, 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 right. what do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's something I've learned with time because uh, my first mentality, and I think this is with most war gaming, but your expectation is, hey, I want to destroy that model. I want to get it off the field, so I'm going to like go all attack or I'm going to do this or that. And the more you get to play the game, you realize that, especially with it being scenario-focused, like you said, a lot of times my Buto they don't want to do any damage my you know big guys they just want to throw somebody out of the zone of control or get them away from something or you kind of just think um what what you know it's like with any game you know but it's like with this interaction how will i best accomplish the scenario goal you know for instance ito it's kind of funky like you said you want to attack with them with your attack dice you have ito isanagi you feel like you want to attack 
There's a lot of scenarios, though, where uh, throwing some defense dice in there and doing sidestep defense is, is better because you can hop out of their zone of control and kind of manipulate the uh, movement of the game so you can get closer or farther away from uh, a zone or to another zone or model, that kind of stuff. But it definitely is a struggle, yeah. And that's something I, I feel like is a constant learning curve, you know. Um, it's one of my favorite mechanics and also one of the weirdest because... Um, like you said, it's like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And sometimes it, they throw you off completely. Like, why'd you, why'd you roll all attack? Like the game me and Scott had the other day, he went all out and rolled attack dice and he only had like two. And I was attacking first. I had initiative. So um, I ended up getting like, he didn't roll any defense. So I got like a success, success level six or something and killed that model. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that hurts. That but you hurts. want to though. You're like... <laughs> If he'll roll low, I was rolling hot too, which sucks for Scott. But, uh, you know, he's like, if he'll roll low, you know, if he got, because he, he had armor, he's playing Minamoto. So he's like, if, you know, and, and that's where the gamble takes place though. But that's where it's kind of fun too. Uh, he could have easily, because I rolled all attack, he could have easily um, killed my model if he would have survived with his armor and everything. But unfortunately I rolled pretty high. But, but yeah, um, I definitely... I, I can agree that can be confusing to new people because they're like, this is cool, but what? what? Why am I hiding the dice? <laughs> <laughs> um, so awesome. Uh, so what would you say uh, deeds to somebody else that's looking into the game? As far as getting started, like, uh, um, you know, advice or, you know, anything like that. Uh, for getting going, uh, Maybe even partially, kind of like I'm on the website right now. Uh, if you're looking to get into it, I mean, if you can get a demo, go for it and just give it a shot. And, and once you've done that, uh, you can check out stat cards and whatnot on the website uh, or get them for free and try to build up on it. But I guess jumping the gun there. For anybody looking to get into it. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, perfect. It's pretty unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> you you can keep going. I, I guess for, for get. Oh, you you can. This is where, yeah, awkward panda. All right. Uh, <laughs> for for just getting into it, it's a fun small scale game. I mean, you don't have to be like 40k where, well, I put down a thousand dollars and I can still not play in a tournament. Uh, it's not like that. Nice small scale, beautiful models, and then, you know, like what I was saying. Just kind of go for it, get it a demo, and once you're there, uh, kind of get your sea legs under you. And uh, there's a uh, Bushido app you can get where you can look up all the rules, uh, check stuff out. And uh, if you've ever played War Machine, it's a little bit like that, where you just kind of got to look into it a little bit, get some help from folks, and uh, you'll be able to pick it up bit by bit, and then you'll start getting your synergies and stuff like that. And, You'll start by getting beat up, and you just take it with stride, and eventually you'll uh, take the bat from the other guy and start beating him with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You bring up a good point, too. So, like, uh, depending on what kind of phone you have, I think on Apple with the uh, app, app Store, uh, the pretty much the only main app on there for Bushido at the moment is uh, Battlescribe, which is a common you know, wargaming app. But it's pretty good. It's got a lot of the rules. They stay up to date. The guys that maintain it do awesome. But... 
I think Android has, uh, or Google Play has a couple other options. There's some good ones on there that allow you to um, look at scenarios. And then I always tell new players too. So uh, as far as the models go, I say go to gctstudios.com. But if you want to look at the uh, maybe play styles or a little bit more information, um, there's Bushido the Game Wiki run by some awesome, awesome you know, community members. And um, they keep it up to date. They put in a synopsis on there of pros and cons. It's just a great resource. That's where I went a lot of the time. Other than podcasts like uh, uh, Robot Dice Explosion and um, Bushido. Um, I think it's Bushido Cast. Sorry like it out right now but uh, but yeah they um they're just awesome podcasts to get kind of started i'd listen on the way to work and they'll give you good strategies on the faction breakdowns and stuff here i'm looking up i think it's bushido cast i want to make sure don't butcher it and also recently i've been uh looking at gaming with the guys on youtube um they're u.s based and they um they are pretty sweet as far as their um their uh they've been doing battle reports and stuff like that and uh, I've been really enjoying those. So, uh, yeah, Bushido cast his name. Just looked it up. But, uh, but yeah, gaming with the guys is uh, awesome as well. But um, awesome. So um, with that, I uh, thanks Deeds for your time. Um, I uh, typically ask here, would you play Bushido again? But I think I know the answer as far as that goes because uh, I am excited to play against your Cult of Yuri. Um, hopefully, in person soon enough. But if not, then uh, maybe on tabletop simulator or something but um right. we got a sign that says free hugs we'll, we'll give you a nice yeah. touch of death hugs <laughs> 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 no it says like uh, right yeah it says free funerals <laughs> donate to science no no i'm just kidding uh but yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much uh, again deeds and i hope that our listeners here enjoyed this um episode if you have any feedback, anything like that, go ahead and put that down in the comments on wherever I share this at. Uh, again, you have a wonderful night. I hope you've been enjoying this series. Um, I'm probably me and Jeff will definitely be doing more of these kind of things as time goes on. And um, hope you're enjoying Curse of the Crimson Throne in the meantime. So, have a good night and thank you.